0: Last time,
1: time on, on PrevPod.
0: PrevPod. But we are planning to revisit this in Stress is Spooky Part 2 uh, in two weeks, where we'll really dive into coping mechanisms, why they work, what they are, uh, a whole bunch of different things. We thought that that was so important that it deserved its own episode so we didn't have to cram it all in.
1: Welcome to PrevPod, the Prevention Works podcast. Our mission is to build a safe and healthy environment by effectively educating the community on positive life choices. On today's episode, Stress is spooky. Part two. This is PrevPod. <laughs> Hello, everybody. welcome. <laughs>
0: welcome back it is uh nice to be here with you and hope that you had a happy halloween that's that's happened at this point right
1: yes it has yes yes yeah it's
0: you know (laughs) we get into the mode of like recording some of these in advance and it's like all right so we're recording this for like this particular time and like what time frame are we in but we're actually just recording this one i think for uh for tomorrow so this is Probably about as recent as we've been. Yes, definitely,
1: definitely. We're actually like almost in real time here. Almost in real yeah, time. Yeah, I know. We're
0: just warming up for the uh, for the live episode.
1: Yes, part, yeah. Part Reminder about that. We're going to do a live stream of our season one finale on December 8th. December 8th yes, live stream on our Facebook page. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash preventionworks.us. You can tune in and see all this stuff in real time. It's going to be a blast.
0: Yeah, we're still, uh, we're both very busy during the day. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to use this as a platform to not vent, but just like talk about some of the things that we do. We push into a lot of schools and Mm -hmm. sometimes uh, I I think there's this impression among some of the people that we work with that like, oh, you're the only school that we talk to. So like when we're not in your school we're just like sitting at the office <laughs> twiddling our thumbs and that is absolutely not the case uh this year what was my count at? i think it was at like 34 classes between lot. five different buildings yeah so yeah like 7 30 to 3 o'clock we are in the schools or on zoom teaching and uh we have not had a lot of time to plan the finale but i have a couple of ideas i was thinking maybe mm-hmm. like a like an office tour or something like that, Ooh. kind of like a house tour, <laughs> but you know like showing showing everybody where the magic happens. I oh, know. I
1: like that idea, yeah, especially the current boardroom that we're in, we could do that right before we yeah. leave. It's <laughs> possible suppose i so, we could put a, a plug in, I believe you know by the time you're listening to this episode, we will be doing a uh furniture auction, or we may have already done that. We'll be moving to a new office space,
0: yeah. Yeah, that did happen. Uh, Or at least it started. I don't know. I don't remember how long it was going for. And I probably should. But (laughs) it has been, again, it's just been a really crazy time for our prevention team. Yeah. Because we, you know, we're out there. We're out there doing doing the work. Doing the work.
1: And I think that's why, you know, (laughs) we're going to talk about stresses being spooky part two today. We're going to really focus Mm -hmm. on coping skills. And I think You know what you mentioned, Alex, sometimes venting, when it can be done in a healthy fashion where it's not ruminating and overventing um, and just like kind of consistently looking at the negative or talking about things can be really healthy. So like a little vent here and there, recognizing the stress, um, recognizing kind of the... different stressors that are happening in the world right now can be really healthy and a great way to cope so good job alex you're doing a great job
0: (laughs) well thanks great tie-in by the way great segue (laughs) it's a shame that i have to ruin it (laughs) um no there is one more announcement that we wanted to make for you today before we get started uh and that is just on the subject of season two Uh, as trish said our season one finale happening on december 8th uh we are already excitedly planning season two topics, uh, looking at guest speakers. So if you or somebody that you know or work with uh, is interested or you think might be interested in jumping on PrevPod, uh, have them in contact with us mm-hmm. uh, you can contact us on our anchor.fm website anchor.fm slash prevpod there's an option to leave voice messages uh, you can email me specifically at alex at preventionworks.us again that is alex at preventionworks.us or you can go to our facebook page at www.facebook.com preventionworks.us uh, we would love to highlight more organizations around the community and talk about as many topics as we possibly can. One of the things that's great about prevention is it is it is a very it is a wide umbrella. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes I think in the schools we we get down into this mindset of like, well, it's always drugs all the time. And it's it's not. There are mm-hmm. so many things that are part of the prevention umbrella um, that, you know, we would love to tie in and highlight. So mm-hmm. please, um, you know, give us give, give us a ring. Let us know. Uh, we would we would love to have some people on here. Uh, same goes for sponsors as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what people who have podcasts do. So if uh, you know somebody with a business who want, would like to sponsor an episode of PrevPod, uh, they can reach us in the same channels as well. Uh, we talk good sometimes and... You know, we know how to make an advertisement. <laughs>
1: yes, indeed. Good to sometimes uh, we talk, indeed.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, words. Words, I went to school for words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not. Oh, boy. I did not. But... <laughs> I did not. That... <laughs> I really didn't. And sometimes I'm like, how do I have a profession in which I speak for a living? A good chunk of it is speaking and communicating. And sometimes I think, wow, I don't know. Uh, Communication skills is more than just words, right? And we'll definitely have to do. We have not yet done a lesson on communication skills, have we, Alex?
0: No. No, we'll have to do that in uh, Season 2 of PrevPod. Oh, my gosh.
1: Communication skills is one of my favorite things to teach on. I'm so important. I'm excited for that. Yeah, a fun one. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, there's
0: a lot. So stay tuned for the next episode of PrevPod. But Season 2 of PrevPod coming to wherever you get a good podcast. <laughs> Should we, I think re- we have
1: recap I think stress now? <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say, I think we have pretty sufficiently, like, uh, what is a, what is a nice way to say this? Talked ourselves up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's get into into stress and let's coping get into strategies the for today. Coping
1: strategies. Quick recap of what stress is. It's a response uh, within our body to demands. Uh, of the world, of what's happening, Um, and it has these physical responses, which a lot of it has contributed to the release of cortisol, this stress hormone that causes all sorts of reactions in our body, increased blood pressure and heart rate, possibly sweating, muscle tension, uh, feeling on edge, feelings of anxiety, uh, sleeplessness, restlessness, and there's a lot of different uh, types of stress. Stress can be short term, it can be long term. Uh, it could start out short term, like maybe like oh, two two weeks at home, and then it could turn into a long term six month quarantine, <laughs> a global pandemic. You know that
0: would never happen, Trish. Yeah, no. What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> and that's kind of also when when stress is acute, um, and it's just kind of based on specific events versus chronic. And um, today we're going to be talking about management strategies for all of these types of stress, whether it is a short term um, event like a test that you're you're feeling stressed out for and you need to feel more relaxed or you're experiencing long-term chronic stress because of all the stressors in the world right now or in your world um, we're going to shed some light on what you can do to manage that help you feel physically better mentally better emotionally better and get past that stress yes indeed indeed indeed
0: um and (laughs) boy uh let's see it's it's a Monday, guys. You, you should know this. It is, it is a Monday. So please, please bear with us. Uh, let's see. So we talked about the release of cortisol. We mm-hmm. talked about, uh, did we talk about short-term versus long-term stress? We did that. And uh, yeah, acute versus chronic stress. Uh, stress that is tied to an event versus maybe something else that is lying underneath the surface. And yeah, one of the things that we are hoping to touch on as we start to look at these short-term management techniques is not only what to do, uh, like how to deal with the stress but also why some of these things work Mm -hmm. Uh, if you are like me i have often wondered or at least before starting this job i'd often wondered why things like stretching or taking deep breaths were supposed to be beneficial for relieving short-term stress it never really made sense to me because the idea was i'm stressed because like of a person or i'm stressed because of a thing that happened so why like why does that help me deep breathing Mm -hmm. Is not going to bring back the m&ms that my brother stole from my room when i was trying to get down from my loft bed um but i'm still bitter about that 12 years later
1: apparently it yeah apparently it definitely won't get rid of that um but in the moment it'll kind of combat that release that scientifically or physiologically what is happening in the body to help you get into a more relaxed state uh help you think more clearly uh cope and manage that and um i agree alex i like it's we're going to give you a little bit of like how it works how it works and why it works and um one of the ones that we definitely both enjoy um, maybe it's starting to be more evident here in this show, is we like the use of humor and laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we find that it, it helps us both feel relaxed. It helps us hopefully create an environment in which our audience is relaxed. Um, we like to do that within a lot of our trainings and, of course, this podcast as well. And I yes. love knowing why laughter works. First of all, laughter helps us feel good. And usually when we're laughing, we're not stressed out. Like That's like pretty obvious part of it. But... Yeah. Yeah, laughter actually physically um, can boost or release the re- um, boost the release of endorphins, which are feel-good chemicals or hormones that kind of uh, put us in that mode of a, a natural high in a way and um, help us feel happiness, help us feel good. And laughter also stimulates the circulation um, within our body because we're actually bringing in air and relaxes our muscles as well. It's hard to be tense while laughing Um Although, although recently, I don't know what it's been, Alex, I don't know, I don't know, it's like when I get a time for laughter, I just, like, laugh really hard. But there have been multiple occurrences in the last couple of weeks where I've, like, curled up on the floor, bent over laughing so hard that my, oh, wow. like, abs hurt. <laughs> have you ever had that? Where you're like, oh my god, wow, I, I can't laugh anymore because my abs hurt so much.
0: I... I have I couldn't recall a specific time because you know while I'm on the spot of course that's never going to happen <laughs> yeah. but yeah I and I love I love those instances of laughter and it's usually the most inane thing that just
1: exactly
0: yeah like I actually okay I can't remember one from a very long time ago I used to uh, take part in a broadcasting class and as part of that my uh, my best friend I was about to say a name I don't know if I'm allowed to do that so my best friend uh, at that point and to this day uh, we would run the announcements together. We had like a closed circuit captioning, actual like in-house announcement thing that would broadcast to our school and on the local news as well, which was kind of neat. And we were co-anchors and we filmed a lead up to uh, like a little intro to the announcements. It was Star Wars themed, of course, because we're both huge nerds. But like looking back on that, some of the bloopers and things, there was one particular blooper
1: <laughs> when you laugh, you just laugh. <laughs> like,
0: there was one particular blooper where, like, something something was supposed to happen. He was supposed to, uh, like, unsheathe his lightsaber, right? So we were being very dramatic about our motions and, like, flinging open the actual toy lightsabers as well. So we had something to, like, graft or uh, what we'd call rotoscope the, 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 the lightsaber effects onto. And he's getting, we're both getting really into it. And he goes to, <laughs> like, whip open his lightsaber and nothing came out. And it was just, there was a moment of silence and then we, I remember <laughs> literally. Dropping to the floor, um, and like I have that one on camera. We we saved some of those bloopers. Oh, that's um, funny! Yeah. Oh my god. That's actually one of the videos that I was going to show you and possibly the PE team at some point. Really? So just a little something like to, to look see forward that. to. I would like to yeah. see
1: that. That's funny. It's
0: so like looking back on it, it's so bad. It's so bad, but it's it's funny, you know. Oh
1: my gosh, it is funny. Yeah, and like little things like that. um Yeah, like I said, I had a couple occurrences sometimes, and then I don't know, like. When I retell the story, like, one story I'm not going to retell. It's not inappropriate, but I literally fall down laughing every time I say it. But the other one that happened this past weekend, I was playing kickball with with my brother. He's an adult. We're, we're, we're both adults, but we were playing just me, him, with my um, six-year-old niece, his daughter. We were playing hmm. kickball okay. in the backyard. <laughs> and... Um, I was, like, going ham, because it was basically me and my brother uh, versus each other, and then my niece was on my team, and um, I went to, like, do, like, an, a great, like, swift, like, put the foot out, like, stop the soccer ball or kickball, and I ended okay. up stepping on it and, like, f- like flying right over it, and I fell, like, straight off my butt, and, like, oh I, and, like I didn't hurt myself at all, but like, I started laughing, and my brother was like, when was the last time you fell? Like, you don't fall as an adult. Like, like children right. fall, and then, like like older children people fall.
0: fall newborn horses fall yeah. or like adults
1: when was the last time i fell i'm like i literally don't know when i was i ground laughing and my knees was just She's like what like i fall all the time and we're like i know it's just silly to like fall as an adult and then i was laughing about it and my brother was laughing and it was just really funny and i literally was like wait i can't i can't laugh anymore because my abs are hurting um so sometimes laughter can be a good workout. Um, Studies also do show that in the long term, though, laughter can improve your immune system function and relieve pain, apparently. Yeah. That was
0: such a dramatic shift of like (laughs) ha 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 laughter too and now all of a sudden we're back talking about serious things
1: (laughs) well sometimes (laughs) I forget maybe we should provide information I know
0: it just it took me by surprise and I was like oh I listened to the story I'm like oh shoot like I need to okay pay attention now I guess
1: (laughs) well I could go Um, on I could go on with all the times that laughter has helped me manage my stress like right now I mean Alex can see because we're on our video but um, this is always a funny thing growing up like whenever I laugh hard I cry and I get that Mm -hmm. from my mom and so like my my family would always be like, there's Trish and Linda in the corner. And they're just <laughs> like, <laughs> <going> like <this. laughs> just wiping off their tears because <laughs> they're laughing so much. But uh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Good I, <laughs> I was going to
0: try and segue it into something else that we did talk about, or at least I think we'll maybe talk about as part of the long term management techniques. But just communication. One of the mm-hmm. things that we tell our students uh, that definitely applies to this as well. Like If you're stressed, talk with a friend. Mm-hmm. Do things that are going to put you in in good situations, like plan to put yourself into a good situation, talking with a friend, having a chance to vent, to laugh, to just joke or relieve or stress and chat. And I have to say, Trish is uh, technically my supervisor. Uh, I, technically, she is my supervisor, <laughs> uh, but like we have worked together for a very long yeah. time. Uh, as, as partners in a lot of different things. And yeah. I do look forward to even just our weekly meetings where we get a chance to to chat about the things that are stressing us and just funny mm-hmm. moments. And it really does help to, to lower that and promote those good feelings, promote laughter, and... Uh, distract you from some of the things, or even work out some of those emotions mm-hmm. in a healthy way, which will come back for long-term stress management techniques. I I do know that for a fact. Absolutely. It's, it's right on the paper. That so. was
1: that was great, and that was relevant. Thanks. Good good job. Yeah,
0: I like it. Thank you. I like Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. I have to uh, every once in a while, I feel like people. I feel like I get into this thing where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm the comic relief, so I'm not supposed to say anything relevant. But <laughs> you know, I got just enough. I have to say just enough.
1: I think that that is only a, hmm, what is this? Monkier? Monkier word? Or did I just make that up? I completely make that up. That's like a... What are you saying? I don't don't know. (laughs) That is a roll or a hat that I feel like you have uh, created for yourself and it's definitely part of what you do. A moniker?
0: Is that what you're trying to look for? Moniker.
1: (laughs) Is that a word that means what I'm trying to say?
0: yeah a moniker would be like a, a name that or name or or like yeah i guess okay. a name nickname kind of thing like it's yeah it's his moniker self-given moniker like, kind of thing i feel you call like your
1: self-given moniker is that you're like i am just the comic relief which is funny to say and you totally are the comic relief but i think we've moved past you being just the comic relief like three years ago and like you're like totally a superstar in our team and a great educator and great provider of information um and great you know we we developed this uh, stress management training that we're really chatting about here together but mm. you put a lot of info in there alex so uh know that okay
0: to to quote the great calvin and hobbes i find my life easier to live the lower i keep everybody's expectations so
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i will so
0: uh oh go ahead i was
1: just gonna say i was just gonna say if that's my um Role is that I have to provide the information. I'm going to give us our second technique and get things. I was
0: about here. to say. So Trish, tell us about deep breathing. Deep
1: breathing. What's that all about? Kind of different, different than laughter, where I feel like you're like breathing deeply, but you're almost like running out of breath. Deep breaths <laughs> are conscious and slow, Um, and the reason that deep breathing works is essentially you're calming your body down. You're getting out of the stress state. So our our stressed out state is called the sympathetic nervous system. That's where our heart is beating fast. We have our blood pressure raised um, and cortisol is released. And then our parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest state. And deep breathing, um, deep breathing about 10 times for two minutes is the quickest way to get into the parasympathetic nervous system, meaning it immediately lowers our blood pressure, lowers our heart rate back down and sends more oxygen to our brain also so physically it's calming us down but it sends more Mm -hmm. oxygen to the vital organ that we need to think clearly and rationally which often doesn't happen when we're stressed so i love that deep breathing helps us physically and mentally in that way as well um yeah yeah and there's many different techniques but
0: I try to classify these things into physical resets and mental resets when I'm talking mm. with students, and that definitely is one of the physical resets that I try to liken back to gym class. I don't know if gym class is a thing that's still happening in schools. I think so. To a, to a degree, I've I seen students might out three, two, running two around on soccer yep. fields and stuff. Uh, but, like i know that my gym teacher very consistently when we were done with gym class it was all right we have a minute left so we're going to take a moment we're going to stretch we're going to take some deep breaths to lower our heart rate and calm ourselves down and thinking about it in in that term or in, in that lens does make sense because again cortisol the release of cortisol puts our body into that fight or flight mode which is preparing us for physical activity so how do you tell your body that you're done with physical activity you take deep breaths, you lower your heart rate, you bring it back down to normal, and it can calm itself down. So Mm -hmm. that one always fascinates me. I think it's
1: really cool. Yeah, it's totally cool. And, you know, there's all sorts of different types of techniques to deep breathe, but typically um, a great one to start with is inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your mouth um, and doing some Mm -hmm. sort of controlled counting. Uh, What I think is it's different for everybody or even whatever state you're in. Some days I feel like I can breathe in for a count of seven and some days I'm like, oh my (laughs) gosh, I can breathe in for like only a count of three and then I feel like I need to exhale. Like depending on how stressed you are, your lung capacity for the day for whatever reason, but counting can also get your mind off of that stressed out thing. Really being more mindful in that moment of your deep breathing um can be helpful there um you know, belly breaths uh, is a great thing I love to do with students. I think that really can Mm -hmm. help kids like feel their breath more when you put your hand on your belly. And if you're breathing nice and deep, um, it kind of will start in the stomach and you'll feel your stomach or your, your tummy or belly rise a little bit, and then you can feel it fall. And it's a, a little bit of a soothing technique and also a good technique for kids, young people, for sure to, to kind of recognize this is what's happening. We're getting our body in a more calm state, help them feel more present and at ease. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that's all I wanted to say.
0: In the I, I like to go with the three, four, five breath. Uh, okay. Inhale for three <clears throat> seconds, hold it for four seconds, and then exhale for five, which I feel works as a way to work on those deep breaths. And I'm, I'm going to say something that totally should not be taken as an expert opinion because I'm not an expert in, in the field of anxiety or anxiety attacks or anything like that. But I feel like some of the things that I've heard about dealing with anxiety is this idea of trying to focus the mind on other tangible things so this idea of like three four five of counting and and working Mm -hmm. on keeping that helps like refocus the brain and and instead of thinking about the thing that is stressing you or or causing that response uh you know you're you're working on okay i'm counting to three i'm counting to four i'm counting to five and now i'm restarting in three and four and five yeah um yeah that's just uh
1: well, and you know what, there is some um, suggestions that an, a longer exhale will help you touch into that parasympathetic system more, uh, hmm. that oftentimes we kind of don't exhale fully and we kind of are still retaining breath. Um, so there is some research showing that like a longer exhale could be helpful. Um, another one that I'm aware of is the five, five, seven breath. So inhale oh. for five, hold for five, exhale for seven. Um, well, okay. Yeah, and that that one's too. Sometimes that's a little bit long for me, so I kind of like the three, four, five as well. Um, mm. Another one I do like for people who maybe like symmetry, um, it's called box breathing, and it's inhaling for four, holding for four, exhaling for four, and then actually pausing at the end for four. And you can kind of imagine a box, like your your inhale is going up on the box as you're holding there's a line kind of going across in your mind. As you're exhaling, uh, it's releasing down. And then you're kind of filling in the box in the space. So it's kind of a visual that can go along with it. That's just another technique. Uh really whatever works for you, the three, four, five, 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 seven, four, 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 four. <laughs>
0: Those sound like like soccer played like yes. as a person who was, who played soccer. It's like a defensive line. I'm like, all right, we're going for the four four two. Yes. 4 um, yeah. no, Three four five today
1: for me. Yeah. Oh, Can't quite handle boy. that five uh, five seven. Ah. So
0: some of these uh, short term management techniques work well even in combination with each other. So we've talked about laughter. We've talked about uh, deep breathing. We've talked a little bit about stretching and this idea of like the stress response tenses up the muscles It puts you into a state of being ready to move uh, so stretching can act as a way to uh, calm down the body to stretch out some of that tension and, and help with the relaxation process so when we start to combine some of those things um, mm-hmm. some of our stress management techniques like uh, meditation mm-hmm. or movement combining this idea of deep breathing and stretching or deep breathing and exercise because if your brain is preparing your body to exercise or to do a a period of physical activity why not take advantage of it go for a run do some push-ups do a silly dance or, or something like that yeah um You know, a lot of them kind of (laughs) we can piece them together. You don't have to do just one, I guess, is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say.
1: Absolutely. It's finding exactly like a a little habit, a little set of habits or techniques that really work for you. And again, like you might be running, but taking some deep breaths in between. Uh, Similarly to laughter, you know, running or any sort of exercise can release those endorphins. Um, You know, talking about addictions and things like that. There are some theories that people can kind of be addicted to exercise, which isn't necessarily always (laughs) healthy, but we can get that. Right. That natural runner's high. And really, right. you know, things like that can cause what we call the natural high because of the release of endorphins and dopamine, that reinforcement. And that's why people tend to go back to certain things like that. Um, and, and as long as you kind of have it managed and you're healthy and you rest afterwards, those are great, great ways to manage your stress. Um, getting active, taking maybe a guided meditation, I think is a great way to start with deep breathing if you feel like, wow, it's really hard for me to just think and count and hear my breaths. But when you have someone's voice kind of guiding you, and maybe it's a picture that they're setting for you um, of like a nature scene, or they're just telling you words to kind of calm you down. I think that's a great technique for people who do maybe have an active mind and find just deep breathing alone doesn't necessarily work for them. That uh, Mm -hmm. a guided meditation could be could be the key to get started on that. And there's plenty of apps by the way, uh, for meditation, um, yes, there's Headspace, um, which I used for a little while. Now I'm using Insight Timer, and actually like that a little bit better. Not that both both are really? valid, good options, but I'm liking the Insight Timer a lot.
0: Can't believe you're betraying Andy Pudicombe like that. I
1: know he's great. He's great. He's
0: got such a nice voice.
1: He does have a very nice voice, and some of these people do, and some are different. There's like a whole mix and array. I guess I found there was more different, like themed ones, like for sleep or for meditation at work or for when you're stressed or whatever it is yeah that's cool yeah some different options there
0: all right um yeah so i'm thinking since we have been kind of leaning into the tomfoolery (coughs) today and also because we only have one sponsor currently so nobody's going to feel super upset what if we just power through without uh taking a taking a sponsor break and we we keep right on trucking Uh, since since we're both in this more serious mood for right now we just you know make use of the product
1: (laughs) (laughs) totally okay with it let's keep going yeah so um a lot of these techniques are kind of what we call short-term management techniques which are things you can kind of do in the moment um or they can be part of your long-term stress management strategies, you might do them over time, they might become habits, which would be fantastic. Um, But we also want to look at kind of the bigger picture here, things that kind of can get down to the deep core of chronic stress, that stress that we kind of just accept as normal, accept as like our lifestyle. And I think they Mm. can also prevent future stresses when we look at these different management techniques that I guess are more broad scale. Um <clears throat> so the first one that i'm thinking of here is is touching back in with the big 8 emotions. So a quick reminder from last week, the big 8 emotions are technically or uh tend to be things that cause stress. So this is uh fear, anxiety, sadness, um I'm sorry, fear, anger, sadness, jealousy, love, shame, disgust and happiness. And they tend nice. to be a strong emotion kind of underneath the surface that is causing us stress. So when I think of identifying these things, identifying what is underneath the surface, it can help us better understand why we're stressed and better work through mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I think you have like a good example for this, Alex, is that correct?
0: This is Story. usually my slide in our uh, in our state accredited stress management PowerPoint, <laughs> yes. not to like brag or anything <laughs> like that. Just, just to remind people that we are professionals. Yes, sometimes. we are. <laughs> Occasionally. Um, yeah, so th- one of the works that we consulted uh, for this presentation was an article by a psychiatrist, a therapist, who was helping uh, one of his patients. And one of the things that he suggested she do was keeping a journal of the times that she was feeling the big eight emotions um, and tallying how often they occurred. Uh, so the, the reason behind this was having a physical... Uh, representation or a, a physical thing that she could refer to at the end of a day and look back and say, all right, now which of these big eight emotions have I felt most often? Because, of course, she'd been complaining about this chronic stress and was seeing the, the fallout of that, both physically, emotionally, and, and relationally uh, in, in her home life, her ability to sleep, uh, you know, relationships with coworkers, all of that. And uh, being able to look back and say, all right, now I've been feeling a lot of jealousy. I've been feeling a lot of anger today. And now, okay, now when were these times happening? When was I feeling jealous? When was I feeling this? And it can help us track down what the source of this particular thing might be, if it's something that we find we we have a hard time nailing down, or or you know maybe maybe it's even something that subconsciously we don't really want to have to deal with. Like I I don't know what it is. I'm going to say that I don't know what it is, even though I probably know what it is. Um, I just don't want to admit it to myself, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, but being able to look back and say, all right, now where did these emotions come from? What situations was I was I in? And I mean, when it comes to this kind of thing, I don't think either of us is going to pretend that that necessarily makes it easy just because you know where that stressor is, what that stressor is or where it's coming from. doesn't mean that it's going to be a really simple thing to fix, especially in the cases of it being a relationship that you can't really avoid, like a relationship with a coworker or a supervisor even. Um, But I feel like even knowing can help us do things to prepare, even if it's Mm -hmm. not something that you can Fix in in the immediate time frame. There are things that we can do to prepare ourselves and and get ready, or even have backups, things to do afterwards. So I know that I'm going into this situation where I'm going to be stressed. I'm going to prepare things that I can do afterwards to help me lower that stress and focus more right. on the rest of my life.
1: Right. I think that's exactly what it is. Is it's kind of um, what I really would love to connect this with. One of the things you can do is look at your self talk or your thoughts. Um, and sometimes we think of like self-talk is, is negative or positive, like, you know, mm-hmm. positive self-talk. I got this versus negative. Why does this always happen to me? Um, but I think it doesn't always have to necessarily be positive thoughts or positive self-talk to be helpful. For example, that situation where you say, I know I'm going to be stressed out in this situation, kind of accepting that and having that thought hey, I might experience some stress in this situation, but I'm going to be prepared with, you know, afterwards I am going to take a run. Or afterwards I'm going to call my friend up and maybe vent about it or do whatever it is. Um, so mm-hmm. not necessarily saying, wow, what a great situation and trying to be like, everything's coming up roses and it's always sunny and uh, things like that. But but being realistic and recognizing right. um you know this kind of recognition is is really helpful because oftentimes when we kind of repress things and we want to act like it's not a problem that's when it tends to cause more stress in the long term um so the other side of the coin that i want to talk about here um with our self-talk is is kind of what we call the model this is actually a a huge basis of what coaches do so I'm, i'm a health and life coach and um coaches really look at the model which is that our thoughts create our feelings create our actions And a lot of times we think that like, well, I'm feeling stressed. So then I thought a negative thought and then I acted in this way or I acted this way and then I felt this. But typically it actually starts with our thoughts. So I'll give an example. There could be a situation and technically all situations are neutral. So a situation could be that I lost one of my shoes, can't find my other shoe. Some people could think a thought that is the worst thing. I can't believe I can't have my shoe. These are exactly what I wanted to wear today. And then you're feeling stressed about it, and then maybe you kick the other shoe across the room, and, and it it causes, you know, you stub your toe or something like that. Another thought could be, wow, I lost my shoe. That's not that big of a deal. I'll wear a different pair. And it's a totally different thought that's maybe a little bit more positive or just a little bit more neutral and you're less likely to feel stressed after that, and you're less likely to act in a stressed-out way. Um, so, really, if you think about it, we can we can come back to our thoughts first and our thought about these things. Um, and a good technique I like to kind of give to people or a, a a tip, I guess, is. You can always start a sentence with, isn't it interesting? Like, isn't it interesting that I'm so very stressed out this week and that I am feeling this way? And it, it approaches, um, how do you approach situations with like curiosity over judgment? At least you're contemplating, wow, okay. It's interesting that this is happening, kind of coming from like a place of recognition and just like, accepting it versus going right to judgment and right to negative thoughts. Even if you are still going to think negatively, it's a little pattern interrupter to say, okay, isn't it interesting that I'm thinking so negatively right now? I'm feeling this way. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? Yeah, it's not
0: something that I have uh, ever heard, but I I kind of like that. I feel like like for me personally, it might kickstart a sarcastic rant, but that could just be me
1: i feel like uh, maybe it definitely it works could. better for
0: people who aren't as <laughs> soiled or, or dark in well, there
1: i'm i am i am curious i think that is like do you think sarcasm is really the most negative thing because I like to, I, I use sarcasm. I don't know, because I think sometimes it can be, but I don't think sarcasm is technically always negative. You know, it's I think it's better than, like, resentment or, mm, you that's, know.
0: I mean, that's true. I'm not going to say it's the lowest. Right. Uh, like, the lowest form of emotion. But, yeah, I, I feel like, so in my own brain, I feel like most sentences that I would start with, is it interesting? It just feels like it's setting myself up to, like, fight <laughs> someone. Like, isn't it interesting how you always, like, you know, and... I suppose maybe I should take a page out of our own book of making sure to keep emotions out of certain talks, not only with myself, but with the people and avoiding things like absolutes and things yeah. to you know limit how some of that comes out. Um, but I would say that uh, part of stress, one of the things that I like to tell my students is knowing yourself and knowing what you are capable of uh, because the, like knowing that you have a problem is the first step in avoiding the problem. Um, or mm-hmm. doing something about the problem and I, I mean that as a joke, but trying to anticipate yourself, you know, knowing like what situations are going to stress you out or what situations are going to cause problems and how can you anticipate the mm-hmm. problem and fix it. So that's what I mean more like it's less to say like, well, that's not going to work for me and more like, hmm, okay, well, that's interesting. How could I make that work for me? Right, exactly. I feel like, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's like just like a little pattern interrupter. I think oftentimes we um, don't even always hear our self talk, or we just oftentimes like repress it down. Like some people just have a habit of always saying, Oh, well, that was really stupid of me. Right. And then, and then we right. go right into that feeling and right into that action of kind of beating ourselves off about it. But just taking a moment at least, at least gives you the opportunity to think about it in a different way and prepare. Right. Prepare to kind right. of manage that stress and act in a different way. Um, I'm curious. Do we want to maybe finish up with gratitude? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah let's talk a little bit about gratitude. The tood.
1: The tood grad.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, this idea of practicing gratitude is another one of those things that sound it's easier to say than it is to do, and I think we'll both go on record as admitting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The start of the cycle of self-talk is thoughts and trying to retrain our thoughts to look for those positive things as, as opposed to focusing on the negative things can be very helpful in helping us feel a little less stressed, a little less upset at ourselves so that that mm-hmm. self-talk is more likely to come out positive. Um, I know that uh, Trish in her office, um, actually I think her, her home office and her office at work office uh, both have a variety of posters and things with encouraging words and phrases, things to try. Like instead of saying this, try saying this. Changing mm-hmm. up our language, changing up how we talk and, and think can help change our whole outlook. It's amazing what happens when we are looking out for the good things instead mm-hmm. of looking out for things to be upset about. Uh, and that's where the idea of, of gratitude comes in. Choose things to be grateful about. Yeah, I, I know I see like our coworkers, uh, to to name Tracy. Uh, is very great about mm-hmm. sending out emails and and looking for those moments of you know good that happened this week or good that happened in an interaction, maybe even in a negative interaction like it it stinks that this happened, but you know it it could have been worse kind of a thing like what what is one positive thing mm-hmm. that I can take out of this interaction uh, instead of focusing solely on the negative?
1: yeah, I kind of like to think gratitude could be done in both ways it could be a way to cope in the moment changing your thoughts to be a more positive one what good could come out of it like you just mentioned alex but what you were saying before is like gratitude can almost be one of the most powerful preventative tools when it comes to stress just kind of practicing Mm. thinking of gratitude on a daily basis and well let me recognize that like on my drive to work today there was a beautiful sunrise or let me recognize that i wake up every day now to my cat licking my face she's a licker (laughs) but it's so cute and like waking up with that feeling, it can actually kind of train your brain, rewrite your brain a way to be more positive. So then when you're in states of stress, it comes more naturally because I think it's harder to say whenever you're stressed out, think gratitude and think of something positive. But when we're already kind of feeling good, we're feeling at ease in the morning, maybe or at night, whatever it is to kind of really hone in on, OK, what am I grateful for right now? This is really awesome that I'm, you know with my friends right now doing this thing and then it'll train you to be more positive in other moments so it's kind of preventative as well i like to think
0: and again we realize how it sounds and i want to say again like we realize it's easier to say than it is to do despite the posters and the reminders and the walls of encouraging things that we have i'll admit it still is very easy to fall back into that cycle of oh yes of course this would happen right now yep this always happens to me right so you know, it it takes practice. It takes absolutely. Work. I think uh, all of
1: these things, yeah, the techniques, they're they're all like actually skills that you have to practice and learn in a way. Um, oh yeah, and and one for of, sure. one of the things of uh, in the world of prevention, what we teach in the schools and what we hope to do with this podcast is let you know that like. Like Alex mentioned, these things are easier said than done. This isn't necessarily just an awareness. It's, it's kind of hopefully an inspiration to actually practice these things um, and, and learn them. And, and, you know, we go into schools and we teach about decision making and all these skills that we've reviewed thus far. And we teach them every year because we remind kids that they are something to practice and to get better. And they're life skills that are going to help you throughout your life. Um, and you should practice them maybe just like your your math homework. And I'm not putting down math, but you just might use them in more situations than multiplication. I don't know.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was that's a, yeah, that was great. I'm sure there was a there was a thought in there somewhere. <laughs> 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 uh, we
1: balance? are
0: barely keeping it together. Trish, is it time for the prev bite?
1: I think it is time for the prev bite. <clears throat> Do you want to take it away? All
0: right, sure. Sure, so our prep bite for today comes from a segment that I've been doing with my students during this time of uh, virtual instruction that I like to call the Help I'm Bored segment, uh, where we end our lessons with an activity that they can do sometime during the week, uh, not mandatory, but something that they can do if they're bored. They're at home, they have nothing to do, and they're looking for something. Uh, and this particular activity is all about uh, making a, a stress receptacle. I, I say stress receptacle because it sounds a little bit more professional than a stress bucket, but the idea behind this activity is to come up with a a list of things that help you when you are feeling stressed. We've listed a lot of things today. Not everything is going to work for every single person. Uh, we all feel emotions, and we all deal with our emotions and stress differently. So, what kinds of things work for you? What hobbies uh, trigger the those releases of serotonin to help even out your mood? What things get you to laugh? What positive interactions help get you out of stress? Make a list of those things. Maybe cut that list up and find an empty soup can, or an empty soda bottle, or a leftover. A plastic jank o' lantern from Halloween, or you take your child's candy out of their bucket and use the bucket. So you have uh, a receptacle, this thing that you can go to when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling upset, Uh, a a receptacle full of good ideas for things that you can do in the environment that you are in to help de stress. Maybe you make one for home and you make one for work. I know that. uh, For my students, my third grade students, we end up making a little stress booklet of little ideas and things that they can do to deal with frustration like take a deep breath, stretch, uh, take a break, uh, talk to a friend, and it's small enough that they can keep it in their backpack, uh, their desk at school, their cubby. So like, you know, maybe you make something to take with you to work. So, hey, I'm feeling stressed. What's something that I can do specifically here in the office to de-stress? Mm-hmm. Maybe I have time to listen to a song or I'm going to do some desk stretches or I'm going to let myself go down the hallway and distract a coworker or something like that. I'm going to make myself some coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever whatever that case is. Uh, make a stress yeah. bucket.
1: I like it. The stress bucket. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing, um, especially because in the moment we can... You know, when we're stressed out, our decision making power isn't always there. And we might think, oh, nothing can work. We can go into like kind of maybe that state of uh, negative self-talk. And I think this is a great way to just allow you to practice these skills and just say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I always like the kind of mystery things. It almost reminds yes. me, I, I think I do have one. I don't think I have one for stress, but I have one for anger that I would use with clients, um, students for anger. And it's one of those, uh, what am I trying to think of? The things that, Fortune Teller? Are those the things that you, like, fold? Yeah, and then they would open it up and it'd be, like, splash cold water on my face, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I like that idea. Very cool. Good stuff, good stuff. Likewise. So make yourself a stress bucket.
0: uh, Looking at the time here, oh, my word. We did it again. uh, Let me be the first to apologize. Subtracting the early moments where, like, we were not actually recording yet. Um I feel like we clocked in it about 40 minutes. To- yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there was some good information in there, I hope and I hope so, you know too. again, we we like to uh do that thing that teachers do where we we lead by example. It's called modeling. So we modeled some some positive talk, some positive engagements and I don't think there's some anything laughter. wrong with
1: that. I don't think so either all right well yeah. we we do hope you do tune in again and you, you yes come back and please listen. come back <laughs> please come back and listen and hear some more stress management techniques or practice them uh submit some um feedback maybe for some other episodes and stay tuned for a couple more episodes for this final season of prep pod two episodes left in our, in our first Thank season you. of prep pod in right. our first season yes yes, yes.
0: all right <laughs> Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, folks. Have a, a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Indeed. ProvPod is an initiative of Prevention Works. It is co-produced by Alexander Rodriguez and Trish Whetstone. Our theme was composed by the Lighthearts and used with licensing provided by Artlist.io. The logo for our show was created by Alexander Rodriguez. ProvPod is hosted, distributed, and sponsored by Anchor.fm. For more info, prevention updates, or to check out more of our work, visit us online at www.preventionworks.us. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay safe.